0: This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Welcome, Talk Catholic, the website.com, your host, Tim Kilcoin. no agendas here, just the straight and narrow through Mary to Jesus. The Catholic faith proclaimed and preserved. Hope to see you here every week. TalkCatholic.com with Tim Kilcoin and it is First Saturday, and we have our Part 2 interview with Father David Callahan of Opus Dei. A wonderful way to start the new year, to get everybody tuned in to a lay-oriented spirituality, very much so, as well as for the clergy. But Father will give a little more testimony of his own personal journey in today's interview, and more on the founder, St. Jose Maria Escriva, who John Paul II canonized on October 6, 2002. And please, don't forget your first Saturday five consecutive Saturday devotions to Our Lady, go to Mass, get to confession before that, say a rosary, meditate 15 minutes on a mystery of the rosary, and offer everything up in accord with Our Lady's intentions, for us, our Lord, the world. Father David, take it over.
1: Like anything any faith is address that. <clears throat> you were
0: working as a lawyer as a member of Opus Dei. Yes, yes. Upon graduation from
1: that. I, I went to law school at Boston College. Okay. And then it was at the end of law school that I was asked, um, have you ever have you ever thought that Donald would be asking celibacy? Okay. And I think it would done been Donald's back when he was in college. I might have panicked. Right. I, said, no. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to listen to it, But that time, it was boom, the other shoe dropped. I said, oh, I have to consider this. And then, he, you know, he, when... Was this the superior of the Opus State No, no, just yeah. some, you know, spiritual direction. I think that no one had ever before mentioned that, but when they did, I realized okay. I could just tell that I wasn't, it wasn't the threat, that, you know, like, I, thought, oh, I just don't want to look at it. No, I didn't realize wrong. Right. You know, a lot of other things started to make sense. Right. Uh, so that it was a grace at that moment. Okay. And it's God has it's a great sense of timing. That, uh-huh. And so, and so that was, you know, it, it was a great grace at that moment oh, okay. to see that, well, this is what he wanted. It was, it was sort of celibacy And then within August's day, among the men who would have been celibacy, some are asked if they would be, not uh, wanting to be ordained, and they're afraid to say, in fact, the uh, successor of sin was really blessed Ali da Portillo. Mm-hmm. When I was in Rome, he asked me, in a hurry. I remember walking with him. No, no, so it's Majority, and say, I told him to let him know that I'd be willing to be ordained if he wanted. And he said, well, my son, you right up into the moment of ordination, if you call you, mm-hmm. if you change your mind, no problem at all, you just, you yeah, know, free. Right. And was say, of course, it has to be free. Right. And so, in some people, it's, that, that's, you know, it's kind of a vocation within a vocation, yeah. that's the, but the clear comparison right. is to reach, Is all of that is in-house, Support, you know, the sacramental support, so that lay people, you right. know, can, can have the fullness okay. of the faith. So, they, so they baptismal, uh, uh, the sacrament can, uh, uh what the Holy Spirit is doing, it can go away in the case of okay. um, someone who's actually listening and the following.
0: So, you're under the superior of the order as opposed to well, it's not an order actually because oh, okay. it's not religious, but oh. you know, to say that the. The the
1: prelate of a stay would be the, the one who, over oh, the priest with yeah. the jurisdiction, but it's in the jurisdiction of the prelate. And he's in Rome. Yes, he's in Rome. Okay, but I mean that's you know the very nature of the priesthood yeah, that you have that someone uh, has jurisdiction as to how how to exercise right the priesthood. How about Jose
0: Maria Escriva? Tell us a little bit more about him. Well, I
1: I was in Ostia when he was alive, but I never met him. Personally. Oh, okay. And, Okay. but I mean, I feel I know him he's my spiritual father, <laughs> right. and I know I've known many, many people that knew him firsthand, and and in uh, I think just their lives had a great influence on me, and it in the sense of freedom, and simplicity, and that they'd all say that he had, he, <laughs> you know, he was very, very human. Yes, and because I mean, this was and you could see that. Where was he from? From Avastro, uh, Spain. Okay, and he. But his, you know, his life has many books on his life. But, yeah. was, but you can see providentially that he had a great, he had a great sense of humor, he had a great, he was just a real, very humble man. He had a strong uh, temperament. Okay, and it was, uh, I can remember one priest who's already, died many years ago, but he was, uh, when he was studying in Rome in the fifties, he told me they would have these get-togethers, done uh, his, his he worked very closely with Donalberto who was the secretary of the conditions and counts. When he would be in the Vatican, mm. he took advantage all these men from around the world. He'd have get together, which would be very formal, and they'd ring a bell and they'd be all over the place. Oh say, yeah! It's, and so this guy said he was in the down in the closet basement, and when the swinging doors here, the bell is running at full speed, hits the swinging doors and smashes. In his really face oh yeah. and he is he looked he's so you know the natural thing he said for a nanosecond there was yeah anger, like, and then he just oh. <laughs> big smile said my son yeah, I said, tranquilo. right you know just laughing and kept yeah, but uh, I mean that had to take I mean that isn't something that happens overnight I'm sure but, right you know but he needed he, he had a very strong personality and just needed that of him but he was very he had been very very humble gentle. and they loved him he just um, they all, anyone who I knew that lived with the they just, you know, I don't know if you He was just... Uh, when did he die? 1975. Okay. And so, yeah. Uh, was he a priest? Oh, yeah. He was a diocesan priest. He, he did. And then while he was, that's what he became, he sensed that God, from when he was a teenager, was calling him to something. Okay. And then when he, as a, he became a priest to be available, he was thinking to be a lawyer or not, yep. but he became a priest, and then two years later, while he was making a on mm. October 2nd, and he had his the notes of his interior life that He was shown. Oh, okay. Christ. He already had quite a deep interior life. And he was shown this, and the, already his awareness of what the church was, was pre, was quite deep, so that it wasn't uh, a kind of taking the charism and trying to be bureaucratic, but he realized this is the body of Christ. Right. And so he, he said, he, he was told the spiritual directors, uh, and said, you have to, this is from God, you have to do this. Okay. And that's how it started. He, he had to find in the Civil War. The typical way God works, he has the Civil War break out as he's trying to do this. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to say, I'm doing this. And don't worry.
0: Do they come together as a group ever? Or are they always? Not the it, well,
1: everybody. Most people don't stay in America. They're just you know, ordinary people in the parish. Okay. And what always they saying is, is spiritual. It's yes. Spiritual. And so the same with diocesan priests. There are many diocesan priests around the world who are in the priestly society of the Holy Cross, priests, bishops, cardinals, who see that spirituality and say, this is for me. Right. Who are not religious, who don't have some other spirituality. Yeah. And then they, everyone receives the same uh, uh, spiritual formation. The priests are in a priestly society to so as to give deference to the fact that they're externally under the jurisdiction of the bishops. So there's no... Right confusion about that at all, all right. that, they're being encouraged just like I everyone mean, else. do a good job be a good, good uh, son of your bishop and be really trying to do well that, it's, that, that's the, right so it's really very much different than like a Knights at Columbus kind of no different. it's not an association right it's, it's right. organic and so the cooperation that's going on for anyone who's called in or cooperating with it because there are many people that may not see vocation to, to commit right but are certainly in the because they're, they're their spirituality Is it male or female? Oh, yeah. There's men and women. Uh, some, smaller more of living, men and women live in celibacy but or lay. Okay. And they're not religious at all. Okay. They're just never left where they are, but they're committed to celibacy. And it's within the vocation of the state. They okay. Commit to and what the commitment becomes is basically, and when people make that commitment, they like that, but like anything mm-hmm. in the church, that takes time. Right. But it right. I think it's very illustrative that the commitment is is in its essence is to, to commit to receiving the formation of the city which is always proportioned to people in a way that's right. compatible and, and with where and they are, so it's not fully uprooting them from these. Is, areas. is there a center for that formation? Well we you have centers I mean? that we use, but we also use like, parish churches, oh, there's all sorts of that uh, But they'll and then they'll also commit to a thing that was very much in this that, uh, spirituality, which was to live fraternal correction. Learn how to live that. And so that with the directors mm-hmm. this day in you know, mm-hmm. the situation, it's all collegial. Okay. Uh, the way it's done. It's never just one person to, in in but within that, in the things that have to do with the actual charisma of what state to commit to what did the directors even when they're they're not seen it to in a fraternal way and make corrections there's okay. a way to do that but it but it's very interesting because he realizes this isn't mine, we need to help one another to, to take right. care of this. Right.
0: And there's no age requirement. No. Yeah.
1: No, well I mean to commit like in the church you have to be eighteen okay you know, to be able to commit and so what might be the first step? That, uh, well, yeah. in this, it's not, it isn't, like you said, Tim, it's not joining, it isn't something, it's an association that I'd like to join, it's, but the thing is, it's available, the, the, the formation it's given is available to anyone who wants it, mm-hmm. and so there, that's proportionate in all sorts of ways. It's a website that has a lot okay. of information on Okay. uh homepage, but then they're also, Sorts of things, but then there are activities all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we have not, uh, one place in Central Mass that, that, that you were from, St. John's Parish. Yes, I, I, I go there. Uh, to, I have a recollection for women once a month. There, have a recollection for men once a month. Okay. I have their own. The in the, the other one, yep. they say, hear confessions. Yep. And that's a typical. Thing. Second baptisms of confession and yeah. receive our Lord and let like Our Lady receiving our Lord and then going out to the visitations. So, so you're go, traveling oh, all over the place. Well, yeah, I mean it's uh, the Eastern <laughs> New England's would be Eastern like <laughs> and so, but um, and it's uh, I would say it's it's embryonic in terms of the life of the church. Mm. Well, it's been around for a while, has, but it's embryonic in terms of. Of this that uh, yeah, the uh, St. John Paul did, he said, that, well, clearly, St. Ezra Marie was the precursor to Vatican two in terms of mission related. He thought that no, but he, what he was shown, right? And he and St. John Paul understood that very deeply, right? Stuff. And so, and so, it's that, like anything, it's done at the pace of God is willing, as we're willing and we're generous. This this gift, you know, is able to help the mission of the church. Right.
0: And I'm, I'm thinking of the corporal works of mercy and the spiritual works yes. of mercy, and this is, again, whatever the person's gift or and or career is, they can incorporate this spirituality into what they're doing. No, it's so it doesn't, right. it doesn't cut right down.
1: No, 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 no. It's yeah. always, it's, as he would say, each time you begin again, which ends up as we, as someone's relationship with our Lord through, <laughs> we start to realize he wants to do all our rooms. He wants to be taken along when I go. Where to, you are. When I go to the cleaners, he, he wants to do it with me. Right. I go to these, and that's where the and the actions, you know, the then even big things that go on are always a matter many little actions. Yeah. And, and that's what the is trying to is helps yeah. people to over time recognize that that's. It's, yeah. doing whole, there's marriage, it's really their home, yeah. their priorities as someone who's married, it's going to be their wife or husband, and learning how to share our one's life love with them. And, yeah. and the ownership i I'm, th-
0: I'm thinking uh, my mom's departure is this is her memorial uh, mm. this very day, and I spoke a few words uh, at, at mom's funeral uh, six years ago and, uh, at St. John's. Yes. Uh, and, and, I, and I said, <laughs> And I and I said, um, well, you know, she was a, a funny combination of Saint Therese and Saint Maria Goretti and
1: Phyllis Shaffley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, and, and and yeah, and, and, and the part of Saint Therese, I said, to, I said to God's people, I said, if you ever, if you ever saw how my mom folded a T-shirt, okay, that's it, do, you
1: know what makes me your mom? You don't do that unless you over to, you discover which audience you're playing to. Exactly. That God the Father sees in secret. When then someone's free. When they're in, yeah. when they get, we're all trying to get there. Yeah. And others always says, well, i sure, you. Can do it with me, and we'll get the Academy Award. Uh, <laughs> it's but you see, that's the body of Christ. All those mundane little so things. That's that's what's most precious because they're the yeah. one that. My vainglory isn't in play because you no know, one sees it. But then it. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's being redirected. Yeah. To look good in front of God. It's a beautiful thing. It's that, that's, that's how that's that's yes. all. It was to teach people. That, no, no, don't make a big thing of it. But right. do it well. Right. As a service. I forget who it was. It's a member of the military
0: who uh, has written a book, and I think the title is uh, "Make Your Bed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And it's, make it for God. it you're ready to, you Make it perfect. you found what we're all after.
0: <laughs> Father, yeah. this is uh, a delight and uh, something we need to hear about uh, in, in this crazy, wacky world that we're living in. We're trying to uh, call the laity to their gifts yes. and to embrace their gifts uh, and, and not be afraid, you know, as St. John Paul II's motto would always yes. put forth. We need the laity to really take that charism of finding God in the ordinary most seriously, and that can be any realm of knowledge or profession, as long as it's God, right? Yeah. I mean, it's
1: Saint Thomas More, a man for all seasons. Yes, yeah, that's that, the that's what the Holy when allow them, that's what the Holy Spirit does with each of us, and for most people, it's going to be written wonderfully read right out in the most wonderful, yeah, very good.
0: Let's finish with a prayer.
1: Let's pray to the one that the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to imitate so we can participate. <laughs> Hail Mary. Full, full of, of grace. grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed. art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, now, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen
0: glory. Yes, very good. So God bless Father. Thank, thank you too. so much. So we get ready for Valentine's Day, a beautiful song by John Boswell, Festival of the Heart, and we'll put it to some candlemass poetry from Father Z's blog. The first, a candlemass dialogue by Christina Rossetti. Love brought me down, and cannot love make thee? carol for joy to me. Hear cheerful robin carol from his tree, who owes not half to me, I won for thee. Yea, Lord, I hear his carols wordless voice. And well may he rejoice who hath not heard of death's discordant noise. So might I too rejoice with such a voice. True, thou hast compassed death, but hast not thou the tree of life's own bough? Am I not life and resurrection now? My cross, balm-bearing bough for such as thou? Ah, me, thy cross, but that seems far away, thy cradle song today. I too would raise and worship thee and pray, not empty, Lord, today, send me away. If thou wilt not go empty, spend thy store, and I will give thee more. Yea, make thee ten times richer than before. Give more, and give yet more, out of thy store. Because thou givest me thyself, I will thy blessed word fulfill. Give with both hands, and hoard by giving still, thy pleasure to fulfill and work thy will. Okay, we're in chapter or part three of Who Am I to Judge? And this is on the seven keys to relativism and how to encounter a relativistic person. Our first key was to lead with mercy. Our second key was entitled Relativism Wounds People, basically pointing out to the shallow nature of the relativistic philosophy Eh, to each his own, what floats your boat, no big deal if you find life meaningless. It just leaves people kind of looking in their glass more than half empty. The third key is law equals love. That's the third crucial point we need to keep in mind in our conversation with relativistic friends. No matter what moral issue, he says, we may be discussing, we always need to bring it back to love and quickly. And then he gives a particular rendition of an episode on an airplane where he was flying home and a Methodist was uh, ever so curious about him. And he said that he took in his show at EWTN and he found it to be uh, very informative and he said he loved the show. Uh, However, he then confronted him on the airplane uh, with others listening in and said to him finally, so here's my big question. When is the Catholic Church going to update all of its teachings on sexuality? <laughs> and uh, he, he went on and on and on, putting down the church for being oppressive and inhumane, he says. And then finally, Professor Shree jumped up and said, Excuse me, but do you know why the Catholic Church teaches what it does about sex? And do you know why it's always going to teach what it teaches about sex? It's because the Catholic Church loves people. That's not what he was expecting, Professor Shree tells us. He says... Let me ask you a question. Do you work with young people? I am blessed to do so, Professor Sri. regularly. I work with thousands of college students and young adults around the country, and these young people are very familiar with the ideas you're describing, ideas from the sexual revolution. They've experienced firsthand the repercussion of these ideas which shaped the world in which they grow up today, and they've told me how it's affected them. They've experienced casual sex, the hookup culture, free-flowing relationships, And it's not working for them. It has left them empty and wounded. They describe the fears and insecurities they have in dating relationships, the pain and heartache in their lives, how they have felt used, how they have felt let down, how they have become disillusioned. So many of them come from broken homes and have experienced the heartache of divorce. Many of them doubt they will ever find a lasting love. Is this what we want for the next generation, he says. I also discussed with them how fewer and fewer people are getting married today. Many say to themselves, marriage, why bother? I have a boyfriend, girlfriend. We like each other. We live together and we have good jobs. Why do we need a certificate from some church? Many of them have not seen strong marriages modeled in their lives and communities. And they themselves have gone from one hookup to another and one dead-end relationship to another. So the very idea of a lifelong, joyful, and committed marriage does not even seem possible. And yet this is utterly fascinating. The strong majority of adults in the United States still say that one of their main goals in life is to have a happy marriage. How can that be? If so few people bother with marriage these days, why are there so many of them saying they hope to have a happy marriage? Because they are still human persons created with a desire for a lasting love. God made them for love, and they still desire love. They just don't think a lifelong love is possible, so they've given up on marriage. That's why we need to proclaim the good news of marriage. The desires young people have for total and committed love are good, and they have their heart's deepest desires fulfilled if they follow God's plan for love, marriage, and sexuality, not the world's way. These are some of the ideas I quickly shared with my Methodist friend at 38,000 feet. Though I can't say I convinced him in our short conversation in the aisle, it did stop him, and make him ponder the issue a little more. And sometimes that's the best we can do in an initial exchange. But the one thing that is crucial to do at an early stage is to reframe the discussion. Instead of letting our friends paint Catholic moral teaching as something negative, something interfering with people's personal lives, we need to frame each moral teaching within the context of love, for that's what all of Christ's moral teachings are about. I'm thinking one very good example historically of what Professor Sree is trying to tell us has much to do with how the 60s represented the Great Revolt against all that was traditional? The Ozzy and Harriet, Leave it to Beaver generation of World War II? What was it that they did that was so bad? One of the things that they didn't do was explain the actual teachings of our church to their offspring, the baby boomers. This would be the stereotypic criticism of this generation relative to that generation. Even though they were leading good moral lives, our World War II parents, because they would just reduce it to the Baltimore Catechism with its question-and-answer format and rattle off rote answers to Catholic teachings. This generation wanted more. They wanted the why, just like a little child is always asking that question. Well, why do you believe that? And this is where the Catholic laity very much fell short during that time and unfortunately it just resulted in a massive exodus from the church by that baby boom generation many of whom have yet to come home you need to know what the church teaches but you got to be able to give a personal story an example of how it's true and why you're abiding by these teachings and i was actually listening to a sermon i won't say who the priest is on ewtn just today as i'm doing this show and he's he's par excellence Perfect in his technical, systematic, theological answers, to use a loaded phrase. But he never shares anything about himself. There's no personal touch to the systematic teachings that he's explaining. And it clearly comes across as dry, and yes, the B word, boring as one can imagine. And I'm actually going to call down there and point this out in charity. Now, that's the key. I'm going to point it out in charity. I'm going to be kind in my approach, but firm in my analysis. It is doable. We do it right here every week at WQPH Radio 89.3 FM. Stay tuned and accompany us. And you do not want to miss the next chapter, Making Judgments versus Judging Souls. And yes, we will remain our brother and sister's keeper next week. God bless. Let your light shine. That is what it's all about here at WQPH Radio 89.3 FM. But we need to hear your story. You want your voice to be his voice. That is making the faith known to others. Please. My number is 877-625-3727, Tim Kilcoyne, TalkCatholic.com. St. Mother Teresa told us your ministry is your work right where you are. Grab on to this microphone. God bless.